It's time to get ready for the Buffalo Bills Week 14 contest against the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm joined by Locked On Cowboys host Marcus Mosher to discuss it today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate you all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by prize picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm Joe Marino host of locked on bills joined by Marcus Mosher, the outstanding host of locked on Cowboys here to get you ready for a big one on Sunday, the seven and six Buffalo bills hosting the 10 and three Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys winners of five in a row, the hottest team in football, Marcus, a big one here in week 15. I can't wait. I've been waiting for this game all season long. Uh, I'm somebody who lives fairly close to the Buffalo bills. So you get to hear all the bills fans talking about this matchup. I cannot wait, Joe. It's going to be absolutely outstanding. Well, and, Certainly Dallas coming off of a big win against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bills coming off of a big win against the Kansas City Chiefs. And so Dallas very much alive in the NFC East, very alive for, you know, potentially the number one seed in the NFC. And the Bills at seven and six, they're the number 11 seed in the AFC, but the door is opening for them to get into this playoff mix and into this divisional mix. So Marcus, as you look at the Dallas Cowboys entering this game, what's that big storyline for them? First of all, Buffalo is the 11th seed in the AFC, but you, you can make a really compelling argument that they're, they're, that they're the best team in the AFC. It's just that's how wild of a season it's been for the Bills. If you just have 11 guys on special teams against the Broncos, you don't lose to the Patriots, they're probably the number one seed right now, which is absolutely wild. But for the Cowboys, it's can Dak Prescott continue to play at an MVP level or close to an MVP level? Because if the answer is yes, I really don't see them losing the rest of the way because this team is so talented on both sides of the ball because of how valuable that position is. This is the best I've ever seen Prescott play. The Cowboys offense is humming. They're averaging 32, excuse me, over 32 points per game this year, over 40 points per game at home. But can you go on the road? In a place like Buffalo, where for the Cowboys, it's going to be cold and windy. For Bills fans, this is just a regular Sunday. Actually, it's going to be pretty nice from what we've seen. Can you go to Buffalo and get a win against a good team? That's what I'm looking forward to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I know the the road has not been as kind to Dallas. There are three losses at Arizona, at Philadelphia, at San Francisco. And so hopefully for the Bills, they're they're um lesser play if you will on the road uh will show up i think the big storyline for the buffalo bills here is that the afc east 
division is back on the table for them. Heck yeah. The fourth straight AFC East division title with the Dolphins losing to Tennessee. That drops them to nine and four. The Bills sit at seven and six with a head-to-head win all over Miami already. And as you mentioned, it's been a bit of an adventure of a season for the Bills. They're certainly a capable team. Like They have what's necessary to be one of the best teams in the NFL. Their record certainly doesn't reflect that because they've had some goofy losses, whether it was the Philly game or the De- the Denver game when you have too many men on the field. You lost to Mac Jones. You lost to Zach Wilson, right? Like You've had some, some hiccups along the way. But despite all of that, it's right in front of them. Their, their next three games, Dallas, and then the Chargers, and the Patriots. So you're Miami, about Dak Prescott, Bailey Zappi, and Easton Stick? Right, right. You gotta, this, this is the tough one. This, this is the is, hardest one left. Meanwhile, Miami has to just lose one of the Jets, Cowboys, and Ravens. They lose one of those. You take care of your business. Week 18 in Miami is for the division. And so Dallas is going to have a lot to say. And who wins the AFC East, right? With head-to-head matchups against Buffalo this week and next week against Miami. So the big one for the Bills, like as you mentioned, the the quarterbacks that are coming up, Dak Prescott, Easton Stick, Mac Jones, handle this one. And you're setting the stage to play for the division in week 18, 18, not to mention you could potentially lose to Dallas and still play for the division in week 18, assuming Miami drops two which doesn't seem completely out of the question. So a well, lot at stake. We should mention that the, the Dolphins game that they play against the Ravens, that is in Baltimore. Yes. And that'll probably be for Baltimore. If they win that game, that'll probably be the game that clinches the number one seed in the AFC. They're going to need that game. So Miami's schedule is really tough. And even this week against the Jets, like you just lost your starting center. Tyree Kill might not play this week against the Jets. Like, all of a sudden, that is a really, really close and competitive game. And the Jets are better and different with Zach Wilson. Low yeah. bar to clear, but yes, they got yeah. Tim Boyle last time, who's not a real NFL player. No, no, I, he wasn't even a real college player. He threw one college touchdown, uh, you know. But, I, yeah, for the Bills, I, can you find a way to sneak in? Now, what's going to hurt them a little bit is some of the tiebreakers, and yeah. we don't have to get into all that, but – you have to at least get 10 wins. You might even need to win out to get a wild card spot. But if you can steal the division and host a home playoff game, yeah. now we're having a different conversation. To me, that's the clearer path. Like the the, oh, the yeah. wild card stuff, like there's a bunch of middling teams and they all got to kind of play each other, but you don't have the tiebreaker over Jacksonville or Cincinnati or Denver. Yeah, You can take care of the division and, and host a playoff game. And, and the Bills get in nobody's going to want to play him. So, well, and Joe, look at who, let's say they end up being the four seed in the AFC, right? Like who is going to be that five seed? Is it going to be Cleveland with Joe Flacco and no right. offensive tackles? Is it right. going to be Pittsburgh with Mitch Trubisky, maybe still playing quarter, but it, it just, it's so beneficial for Buffalo yeah. to try to win this division. If they can win out, I think they're going to do it on the Dallas side of things. Obviously not having the tiebreaker over San Francisco no. matters quite a bit. But if you can avoid San Francisco until the NFC Championship game, and if you play Philly again, bringing them to Dallas, right, that's a big deal. And so, like, we've talked a lot about the Bills and what's at stake for them. There's a lot of stake for Dallas here as they try to, you know, maybe hope for a San Francisco hiccup, but at a minimum get that two seed and bring the Eagles to you if you have to play them. Yes and no. The problem is the Cowboys would need the Eagles to slip up once. They don't own the division tiebreaker. Uh, so they need they need Philadelphia to lose 
somewhere. And unfortunately, Philly's schedule is really easy. They play at Seattle this week and then Giants, Cardinals, Giants. The Cowboys would need to win out and have Philly slip up. But I actually think that the Cowboys, I'm not sure how much that matters. What they need to show is, can you go on the road and take care of business against two good teams in the next two weeks? If you do that and you end up 14 and three of the season and you're still the five seed, they're going to have all the confidence in the world that they can go play anywhere and win. So even if it doesn't impact where they are seeding wise, I think this does have a big impact on what they can do in the playoffs show that you can go win on the road. Well, even if they are the five seed, you're going to go play the NFC South division winner who's probably going to have a losing record probably and, and Tampa, probably pro- right and we saw that last year so yeah. and Dallas is better and Tampa's worse yeah so yeah. and that was a blowout that was with Tom yeah. Brady and that was an absolute blowout so that's the thing is that the seeding probably I mean it obviously matters if you could get the two seed to have home field yeah. advantage yes but it's the confidence that you can build by winning these games against good teams well it's a shame the Bills couldn't have beat Philly that would have been a great yeah, help for helped. both teams here but Oh, Come on, Gabe not, Davis. Nah, Josh, if he was wrong on the throw. How about Sean McDermott giving Josh – give him a chance with 20 seconds left and two yeah. timeouts. Yeah. We're, we're past that, Marcus. We're past that. We're on not the really. Dallas. Well, <laughs> you, well, for now, the only thing that you can control is the Dallas game. So we're focused on that a bit more here in just a second. We're going to talk matchups that are going to decide this football game on both sides of the football. So stick with us. But this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be challenging for some people, and it's natural to feel some sadness or even anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools needed to manage everything that's going on. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the very best version of yourself. It's not just for people who have experienced major drama. So if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule all you do is fill out a brief questionnaire that'll get you matched with a licensed therapist and if you ever need to switch therapists you can do so at any time for no additional charge so find your bright spot this season with better help visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash locked on all right marcus let's get into the matchups that can decide this game and i'd love to start this conversation with the dynamics of the Bills defense against the Dallas offense. Dallas offense is really, really, really good. Number one scoring offense in the league. And in this current five-game win streak, they're averaging 40 points per game and haven't scored less than 33 in any of those contests. They're scoring points. They're taking care of the football. They've had one turnover committed in the last four games. They've had zero turnovers committed in six of 13 games this year and one or fewer turnovers in 11 of 13 games. So you're scoring, you're not giving away the football. Dak Prescott, 15 touchdowns and one interception over the last five weeks, right? To me, he's the NFL MVP right now. C.D. Lamb's been unreal this season. This left side of the offensive line with Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith has been unbelievable. And so there's a big question for the Bills. How do you handle this defense? Or excuse me, this offense. How does your defense handle this offense? And so... It comes down to four things for me. Number one, you're at home. And we talked about if there's been hiccups for Dallas this year, it's been on the road. Can you have that true home field advantage? Can your crowd impact this game? And number two is can you? how do you make them lean on ancillary weapons? And I'm not sliding Jake Ferguson or Brandon Cooks. You know, Michael Gallup's had mm-hmm. his moments this year. But 
how much can you minimize CD Lamb and force them to go to those other weapons, right? It's like Lamb's got like 1,200 yards this year, mm-hmm. and those other guys are chilling around 500. And then I think if there are matchups to win with the Dallas offensive line, it's probably the center Beattis. It's probably the right tackle, Terrence Steele. Can you maximize your chances to get wins there? And can you get turnovers? Can you make Dallas do things that they really haven't done this year? And that's give away the football. It's it's a tough, it's a tough, tough matchup. But as we get into this conversation where I start to get the most nervous is all right, what answers do the Bills have where they have the most of their injuries are on defense? Mm-hmm. How do they make up for it in this game against a quarterback that's playing the best of any quarterback in the league right now? So this is what bums me out a little bit about this matchup is one of the things that gives the Cowboys a lot of trouble are really good coverage linebackers. And with Matt Milano obviously not playing, he's out for the year with a leg injury. I would have loved to see how the Cowboys would have gone up against him because for my money, he's the second best linebacker in the league. And I'm not sure it's close, but what the Cowboys have done all season is they find your weakest linebacker and they just put him basically in hell, right? Like they're going to use motion all over the place to see if you're in man or zone coverage. And once they find out you're in man coverage, they're going to run picks and rub routes all game long. And then if you're in zone, that's when they're going to put CD lamb in the slot and get him matched up one-on-one against your linebacker. This is going to be a tough game for Buffalo's linebackers. If they can perform well, um, I think they have a chance to stop Dallas, but that's been a little bit of an issue for them this season. How much for you? What When you think matchups, what's that prevailing thought? I know I talked about some of the dynamics of the Bills D against the Dallas. So where does your mind go, Marcus? I mean, for me, it's Josh Allen. I I feel like the, the, the narrative around quarterbacks is always so stupid. I, I, I hate national narratives when it comes to quarterbacks because in a lot of ways, I feel like Josh Allen is having the season that Dak had last year where – Yes, the turnovers are, are are high, but it's because he's being asked to do just a bunch of absurd things every week to help Buffalo win games. And there's been turnovers that have bounced off players' hands and into you know defensive uh, you know backs you know hands for for interceptions. I think Allen's been amazing this season, and I I'm not sure how the Cowboys are going to stop him because they haven't played a quarterback like him at all this season. They've only played a couple of mobile quarterbacks. But those guys can't throw like Josh Allen. And even the quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, who used to be that kind of dual threat guy, Jalen Hurts doesn't want to scramble anymore. And I'm not saying that Josh Allen is a you know only a running quarterback. He's got the ability to, to get outside the pocket, scramble, and make absurd throws like he did last week to help the, the, the Bills win that game. So can the Cowboys pass rush be disciplined enough to keep him in the pocket and create pressure I don't know. They're almost uh, too aggressive sometimes. Dan Quinn wants to blitz blitz you all the time. He wants to use a bunch of stunts uh, to create pressure. I'm really worried about Josh Allen getting outside the pocket and creating big plays down the field. Well, the Dallas defense certainly presents a, a lot of challenges. Um, I know Josh Allen is going to be a challenge for them, but you know, for all the the good that we talked about about Dallas's offense, it's not like their defense is bad. It's one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, and and we talked about they score points and get and take care of the football on offense. Well, they limit points and take away the football on defense. These are good things. These are winning formulas. And the pass rush is just scary. I mean, Mark Micah Parsons, everybody knows about him, like one of the best premier pass rushers in all of football. But if it was just him, that'd be okay. It's not. It's Demarcus Lawrence, who 
Uh, I've been a big Demarcus Lawrence fan for a long time because of how technical he is, right? Mm -hmm. His hand usage is as good as any player in the league. And he's going to have Spencer Brown this week. And that's going to be a real challenge for Spencer Brown, who's really athletic and really long, but still working technically, right? And so he's going to have to win some one-on-ones there. And then it's Osa Digizua as an interior guy. Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong, Sam Williams as depth players that can get a lot of rush. Even Chauncey Golston. Like, there's Mm -hmm. guys on top of guys here. And how they complement this pass rush with dynamic, like, playmakers in the back end with, of course, uh, Stephon Gilmore with Deron Bland and all the interceptions and pick sixes that he has. Malik Hooker's really found himself in Dallas. This Marquis Spell is a guy that every time I watch the Cowboys, I mean, it's like, He's like this hybrid back seven player that feels like exactly what you need to help with a running quarterback like a Josh Allen to help with some of the matchup problems that the Bills might be able to present with Dalton Kincaid, their their young, bright, tight end. You know, he seems like an, an eraser type player. And so this ch- the challenges for the Bills on offense are, are vast against this Dallas defense. And I think it's going to come down for the Bills is running the ball. Uh, yeah. and, and if there's an area where maybe Dallas isn't elite on defense, like where they're just okay, it's probably run defense. And uh, can you be committed to it? Can you get James Cook going? Uh, Cook's been really good this year. He's third in, in among all running backs in the NFL in yards from scrimmage this year. And he's number one in yards per touch with running backs that have had at least 100 touches. He's got over 200. Um, and so I think he's going to be a big part of this. Josh Allen running. Is a big part of this, and I think the Bills have been a little bit choosy with Josh, and when he runs the ball, uh, we know that it's very effective, but this is the time. This is the type of game where you unleash that, and there's no restrictions. Like, dude, go make the plays. Go do the crazy Josh Allen stuff. Uh, so I think it comes down to that, and how much can you lean on some of your some of your younger playmakers? I know that uh, you know, everybody knows about Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. I know there's probably some perception out there about him. I think he's a very underwhelming player, but Khalil Shakir is a young slot player the tight ends in Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox, and then even throwing the ball to James Cook. I think that's really, really where you're going to have your best chances to have a level of success against a really good Dallas defense. I'm going to give you one player just to keep an eye on in this game. It's an old friend of the Cowboys. It's Connor McGovern playing at left guard. What the Cowboys have done this year is they've tried to find every team's weakest offensive lineman and then just line Michael Parsons up over top of him and use his quickness and athleticism to create pressure inside. I got to believe that Dan Quinn and the Cowboys are circling Connor McGovern and trying to find ways to beat him quickly so they can get it into Josh Allen's face. So the Cowboys know Connor McGovern well. He was a starter for multiple years in Dallas. Look for them to attack him on Sunday. That's going to be interesting. McGovern's been pretty solid for the Bills. I wonder if they think maybe Osiris Torrance the rookie right guard, who's laterally not very quick. And right? that's Can where they... Parsons could have a big impact, right? If they decide to put him over there, use his yeah. quickness. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to slide protect, get the ball out quick, and, and maybe in some ways that will help the Bills stay on rhythm. But, yeah, it's a dynamic in this game. Connor McGovern, who's you know, maybe – Maybe he's got some of the secrets, Marcus, that can, can, help, can help the Bills in this one. I don't, you never know how that stuff goes. But yeah, the familiar, familiar uh, uh, friend there for the Dallas Cowboys. Anything else matchup wise that you want to get into here before we talk about the path to victory for both teams? I'm just really interested to see Stefan Diggs against Stefan Gilmore, a former Buffalo Bill. Great. Yeah. Well, not really, but a uh, former Buffalo Bill first round pick. Gilmore had, I think, the best game I've seen him play with the Cowboys last week against A.J. Brown. Uh, made a bunch of tackles short of the line of scrimmage, forced a fumble on A.J. Brown, really got underneath A.J. Brown's skin. 
Stephon Diggs is a different player. He's got the route running and the quickness. I wonder how Gilmore is going to match up against Diggs, but just from a fan perspective, watching these two guys go up against each other is going to be absolutely incredible. Note to Stephon Diggs, don't call Stephon Gilmore old, right? <laughs> he, he took that personal against A.J. Brown and then locked him up all game long. All right, we're going to talk about the path to victory for both sides here in just a moment, so stick with us. But look, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot. Over at FanDuel right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's simply no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I've been having a lot of success with the player props this year, mm -hmm. and lately it's been the James Cook overs on receiving yards last week they had him at 19 and a half against kansas city i smashed the over on that he had 80 plus receiving yards so uh, that's what i'll be riding probably be riding that again this week uh it, depending on where they put it but check it out for yourself visit fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official partner of the nfl all right marcus says we have our final segment here i want to focus in on what would lead to a win for each team i've got some I got four things down for the Bills. What do you have for 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 the Dallas side of things to get a win here? And, and the, surprisingly, the Bills are favored in this game. So I'm not we'll that see surprised. How. Buffalo's a good team. They just the they're, they're the darlings of Vegas. They Vegas yeah. has been in on the Bills for a while now. Again, there, you have like three different plays go your way, and you're the number one seed in the AFC yeah. right now. Buffalo is a very good team, so I'm not surprised at all to see them favored. But for the Cowboys, it's getting into this positive game script that we've seen over the last five weeks. When the Cowboys can get a lead, it becomes really difficult for teams to come back. And we saw that last week against Philly. The Cowboys took the ball, first drive of the game, went down, scored a touchdown. And Philly was fighting this uphill battle the rest of the game because the Cowboys' pass rush is so good. And then once the Cowboys get ahead on offense, that's when they can mix in the run and pass that they can keep teams on their heels. So... Don't allow the Bills to hang around in this game. Get up a score. Get up two scores. Make the Bills become a drop-back passing team because that's when your pass rush can tee off. But the longer the Cowboys let the Bills hang around and keep this as a one-score game, I think the, the I think it's, it's more likely that the Bills will be able to win this game at the end. So look for the Cowboys to really be aggressive early in this game trying to get a lead. You know, that's... Everybody wants that, right? You want to be two-dimensional on offense. You want that other team to be one-dimensional on offense. The way you do that, you get a lead. That'll be important for both sides of this. Before I give you my path to victory for the Bills, I want to kind of put you on the spot. We, we've had a lot of good things to say about Dallas, right? It's and, and that's because they give you a lot of good things to say about Dallas. What are your issues? What's the stuff? What, what are the problems well, with Dallas? No team's perfect. What is it? No, it's the run defense, and you nailed it. They are 32nd in EPA per play against the run. Now, they've they've had... They've been up in a lot of games, so teams haven't been able to expose them, and they haven't let teams hang around to be mm -hmm. able to run the ball. But you can absolutely run the ball against this Cowboys defense, and Dallas will likely be without their run-stopping defensive tackle, Jonathan Hankins, in this game. Mozzie Smith has not been a good run defender this year. So if you're going to beat the Cowboys, running the ball specifically up the middle is how you have a lot of success against them. And the Bills love to run duo. They love to run uh, this tackle wrap dart play. They'll pull mm -hmm. Deion Dawkins all game long from the backside, making play side. So 
yeah, I, I, that's, that's going to be big for the bills. And that's part of my keys here as I get into my, my, uh, my path to victory for the bills, um, winning in the red zone. I have number one, um, for as good as Dallas has been offensively this year, a little surprised that the red zone scoring percentage is 15th in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Uh, not that the bills have been great on red zone defense or 18th in red zone defense, but if you can, you know, always, you always love to score touchdowns when you're in the red zone and limit them to field goals when they're in the red zone. I think if you can keep Dallas out of, you know, cashing in on drives, that's going to help you a ton because they're going to score points. Meanwhile, the Bills are number two in the NFL in red zone offense. Dallas's defense, for as good as it is, 22nd in red zone defense. So a little surprise for as good as Dallas has been this year that they're below average in red zone defense and average when it comes to red zone offense. Number two, I do have running the football. Um, I, I think that's if there's a real opportunity, it is that you just talked about it. And the Bills rushing offense has been good of late. I think they've really found themselves really going back to Denver game. Philly, uh, Kansas City, they had their moments running the ball. I think they'll need to continue to lean into that and using Josh Allen as part of that equation. Number three is turnovers. Can you get Dallas out of playing clean football? I don't know if you can, but it would be helpful. And then can you play clean football against a defense that really hasn't allowed any team to play clean football? And the 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 Bills have had their share of, of giveaways, right? They've had they've had uh some bad luck there, but like there's nine games in a row since the bills have had a clean game in terms of not turning over the football. Meanwhile, Dallas has multiple takeaways in like almost every game. And, and so you gotta, I think you gotta find a way to win the turnover battle. And then number four, it's I'm going back to the home field advantage. We talked about Dallas's three losses all on the road. The bills have one loss at home this year. It's the Denver game where they had 12 men on the field for the game losing field goal, but then they got another chance and made it. The Bills turned it over four times in that game against Denver, and it came down to that. So I think the Bills are a good team at home. Dallas is a better team at home. I think you got to make your home field advantage count in this one. Can we just take a, a play out of the Patrick Mahomes playbook and say, ah, the 12th man, it didn't really impact the play. I don't know why you called it. It's just it's a joke, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, man, that fallout's been insane. <laughs> they are so uh, mad that they called that penalty. But they, they called it probably correctly. I know. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Uh, but no, you're right. Buffalo is a hard place to play, especially when it gets cold. Those Bills fans, first of all, Bills fans are awesome. I absolutely love Bills fans. I I live again. I live in the Buffalo area. I nothing but respect for Bills fans. It can get really, really loud in Buffalo. Uh, so I, I am curious to see how the Cowboys handle the elements here in this one. Well, you know, I I've been thinking about that, but like Dallas plays in Philly every year. Like the like these types of hostile environments are not unusual. No, but it's never, it, they're not used to playing in a stadium that is this windy. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, listen, Buffalo fans know that stadium. It, the, the wind just whips around. Dak does not have the strongest arm in the world. And that's one of my concerns. If we do get some of those wind gusts here, and I know the weather is not predicting it right now, but that doesn't really matter when you go to the stadium. Like There's wind gusts all the time there. Uh, I, I want to see how the Cowboys handle that because it's just not something that they're used to doing very often. Something about that stadium, man. There's times where I'll I might stay in Amherst, mm -hmm. and then it's a it's a 20 minute drive to the stadium going south, and it's like as you walk to the stadium, it just gets windier yep. and windier. It's like the stadium, the, the it's underground. It's like yeah, I say you walk unusual. down when you get yeah. into the stadium, and then it, that wind just whips all over the place. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting. The new stadium in 2026 has wind confusion, so there will be less wind than how they structure. Sure, it. we'll see. Co conversation for another time, but. 
a big one. Obviously, week 15, Bills hosting the Cowboys. A lot of playoff implications. A big one for both teams. Two good football teams. Two MVP candidates if the Bills mm-hmm. can go on a run. A lot at stake. Marcus, this has been a great conversation. And, folks, the conversation continues on both Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Bills the rest of the week. So make sure that you are subscribed and following all of the discussion that's happening pre- and post-game. We've got you covered here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, we kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch up with you again real soon.